Today we speak about a man whose conversation took place in the heavens by the angels. The angels were having a discussion upon who is the best man, who is the most beloved to Allah, who is the one who sacrifices for Allah. And if you look into the history of prophets, there comes a prophet, there comes a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who was known for his sacrifice, who was known for his sabr, who was known for having shyness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to such an extent that Allah used him as an example for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to teach us that if you want to have sabr, then have sabr in this. Have sabr in this manner. Have turned towards me in this manner. And look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests this man with. He tests him with those things that are most beloved to us. Are the things that we work hard for, are the things we strive for, are the things we wish for, the things we supplicate for. Those things that the Prophet, no other than Ayyub has been tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this started at the time when angels had a discussion in the seventh heaven and the heavens. They had a discussion upon who is the one who is the best of people. And the eyes raised at that time to Ayyub alayhi salatu wassalam. Ayyub salatu wassalam was once praying. He was praying and Iblis, Shaitan, comes to him and says to him, you waste so much of your time supplicating, making dua, reading salah, supplicating to Allah, calling upon your Lord. What is the point? What are you gaining from this? And his response was beautiful. He goes, my contentment lies with Allah. And he knew it was shaitan and told shaitan to leave. Then you see that Yadyub was not only a man that Allah was about to test with those things that are beloved to every, every man to walk on this face of this earth today. If we were to be tested, I would say that it would be very difficult for us to keep through. But Allah wanted to show, Allah wanted to make strong, Allah wanted to make the Ummah of Rasulullah powerful. He wanted to make them strong. And how did He do this? By dictating the stories of the Anbiya from history. Allah mentioned in the Quran that these people, that Ayyub is, is amongst those people who are patient. He's amongst those who are patient. Why has Allah brought, just as we spoke about Luqman If you want to do tarbiyah of your children, Allah wanted ummah, the Ummah of Rasulullah to be the best. So He gave the example of Luqman that if you're confused in how to guide your child, look at the, look at the tarbiyah that Luqman And the same way to be patient, to be thankfulness, to do thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Ghazali alayhi, starts his book with this. He starts his book called Thankness and, uh, Thankness and Patience. He starts his book with these two topics and starts with the story of Ayyub And now you'll see that Ayyub is the wealthiest of man to such an extent that if the community not only needed help in spirituality, help in a, a dispute at home, they would actually go to him for money as well because he was so wealthy that everybody knew that Ayyub had the most, he had, the, he had immense wealth. 
Then everybody knew that Ayyub is the one that is humble, as the one that is caring for the community. He is the one that keeps the community together. He has a good interest for the community progression. Then you see that Ayyub had the best of health and so did his wife. He had 14 children, seven boys and seven girls. He had, mashallah, a really big family. Then you see that he, his, his taqwa was such that, you know, when someone used to come to him, he used to just give and give and give and keep saying that Allah has given me, Allah has given me. He had never ever uttered from his mouth that this is my doing, this is my blessings. Allah had given him so much. Allah had given him health, wealth. Allah had given him everything. He had children, he was living at the, you could say at this point of Ayyub he was like the king of his community. Every single individual from the youngsters to the adults looked up to Ayyub He was the one that was like the spiritual father of the community. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to test him. To show the angels that even after that, because the angels made a statement, they said, that Ayyub is obviously thankful, he's being thankful and he's being patient because he's got everything, right? It's easy, isn't it? When you have everything, you be thankful. You do, you have patience. Then Allah to show that Ayyub is amongst the Anbiya You see that Nuh, you see that Ayyub Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first, takes away his children. 14 souls got raised. 14 of his children were gone. And he did not complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He did not complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His wealth that he had, his wealth that he had was all gone. It was all disappeared. He now was in a situation where he did not have enough food. He would then he then adopted a disease that people that, that is written that the skin of Ayyub used to fall off to such an extent that you used to be able to see his muscles and his bones. So he adapted this disease and the community. What did they do? They said that this must be because he is sinning and because of this Allah is punishing him and we are going to leave him. They abandoned him. They left him, they, they exiled him, they told him to leave. The only person he had by his side was his companion, his wife. And who his wife, you will hear the struggles that she went through because of the, because of the testing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him through. So just to elaborate on the point of the community and the health and the wealth and everything else. There is no prophet that walked on the face of this earth that went through tribulations, problems and musibah. But this musibah and tribulations and problems does not, you know, we often hear it in our homes. That this musibah has came upon me, this calamity has came upon me, it's because I've done something wrong. That's incorrect, my brothers. The reason is incorrect, because if calamity was an was a indication of sin, then no prophet to walk on the face of this earth would have ever been tested with, cal with calamities. Prophet alayhi salatu salam, Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. How much did he go through? Ayyub alayhi salam, Luqman alayhi salam, Ismail alayhi salam, Adam alayhi salam, Yusuf alayhi salam, Idris alayhi salam. 
every single one of the prophets to walk in the face of the earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested them. Tested them for what? To elevate them. And through the story of Ayyub alayhi salatu salam, you will understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's elevation. I was sitting with a scholar yesterday and he got a phone call. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him ease and goodness. But what happens is he gets a call from his house just yesterday. And his wife says that the house has went on fire. The electric fuse box is set on fire and now we're living somewhere else. And he comes here to teach. So he was here, he was stuck. And he gets off the phone, he goes, Alhamdulillah. Look at him. Because do you not like your wife or something? <laughs> you know, what happened to you? He goes that this is going to be elevation. He goes, this is a sign that Allah is going to elevate. This is a sign that Allah is Razi. This is a sign that Allah is happy with me. I have to say Alhamdulillah because this is just short term. After this will come ease. As Allah says in the Holy Quran that with one hardship will come two easies. This is what he said to me. And this is why today Ayyub came to my mind. That this is very important to speak about such a great prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now his community have said that you know if you were such a big prophet, then why is Allah punishing you? But yet little did they know that Allah was elevating, Allah was testing, Allah was taking his imtihan, which happens to you, which happens to every prophet to walk on this earth. So just before we continue the story, if you ever been hit with a calamity or a problem or any type of issue, remember that this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's elevation for you. Do not let the shaitan make you think that you have sinned and this is what's happened. The department of istighfar is separate. The department of sinning is separate. But your testing and your musibah is a separate department. You need to do shukr for this and you need to do istighfar for this. Don't mix the two. So then what happens? As a Yub has now been exiled. People treating him like the spiritual father, the king, the beloved, the person who you go for in the time of need. The person you look up to, the person who you name your children after, the person you say that I wish my son becomes like him, has today now been exiled with the accusation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is punishing. Allah took away his wealth, Allah took away his health, Allah took away his family. The, all these things were taken away. And now when he's exiled, right, he's exiled, his wife says to him, Ya Ayyub, alayhi salatu that you know that you can ask Allah. You know that you can ask Allah to help you. Your, your, your situation is, why have you not, I've not heard you once say to Allah that Allah take me out of this situation. He goes, for so many years, for so many years, Allah gave me his blessings. For so many years, Allah gave me wealth. Allah gave me 14 children. Allah gave me so much, so much barakah in my life. That today when Allah has taken it away and I complain within 18 years, 18 years he lived with health issues, with wealth issues, with exile. But he never ever complained to Allah because he said 18 years in comparison to the life that Allah had given me blessings, 18 years is nothing. How can I complain to my Allah over something so small? So now what happens is time is going on and on and on. Time is continue, continue. And now what happens? He says to Allah that, Oh Allah, 
If you are happy with this, I am happy with this. If this is what you've ordained for me, then I'm happy I accept it. But Ya Allah, grant me sabr and grant me strength. What would we do? They say, Ya Allah, why did you choose me? Allah, take this problem away from me. Allah, take me out of this. Allah, I can't deal with this. But look at what he says. 18 years later, he raises his hand to Rabbul Alameen. And he says that, Oh Allah, that if you are happy in this test and this calamity for me, then I am also happy. You have ordained it for me and I will accept it. But Ya Allah, grant me sabr and grant me strength. Now this, Ayyub taught us. If you have a problem, you have a calamity, what do you do? Ask Allah for strength. Ask Allah for patience. Inna Allah Allah is indeed with those people who are patient. Allah says in the Quran Himself. Then we see that after time passes, now his wife comes home and she's got food. Now food on the table was abnormal in the household of Ayyub she presents the food and Ayyub goes, Oh wife, where did you get this food from? Where did you get this food? We have no money, we have nothing. And she like kind of swerved the question. She ignored the question and said, Oh Ayyub, you eat. And he started to eat. The next day she came with more food. Now Ayyub got agitated. He goes, I will not eat until you tell me where this food came from. Because I'm not going to eat until I know where this food came from. And his wife says to him that I have been selling my hair. At those times, they used to sell their hair, people used to buy it. She goes, I used to sell my hair so I could buy food for you. This is when Ayub thought, I can't do this to my wife. So then when he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, look at what happens. He's in the middle of nowhere. Allah instructs him to kick the ground. He kicks the ground. Upon kicking the ground, water gushes out of this ground. Allah then instructs him that, Oh Ayub, drink from this water. This water will cure your outside and your inside. After drinking this water, he went home and his wife comes and she goes, Do you know where Ayub is? She says to Ayub do you know where Ayub is? And he starts laughing, goes, I am Ayub. And she goes, stop kidding, stop kidding with me. Where's my husband? Where is he? Because he had now, he had gone back 18 years. Now he looked young. He didn't look old. He was strength. He had strength. He was walking about as he did before. So his wife's like, Subhanallah, you know, this is Ayub then what happens is the only female to revert back in age is the wife of Ayub Allah granted Ayub wife to go back 18 years. So she became 18 years younger. She became just as she was when the calamity started. Allah then grants them 28 children. Allah says you give in the path of Allah, Allah will elevate it, Allah will maximize it. He had 14 children, now he has 28 children. Allah's given him back double. Allah gave his community back to him, not the size that it was, rather it was tripled on another level. His community was very, very big in comparison to what it was before and everything restored. Then when it came to his wealth, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him so much wealth that once he was having a shower and grasshoppers sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala went to make a curtain around him and the grasshoppers were made out of gold. And what Luqman Ayyub um, started to do was pick up the grasshoppers because they were made out of gold. Allah said to him that, Oh Ayyub, have I not given you enough that you're going around still collecting this gold? He goes, Oh Allah, I missed your blessings and I'm gathering every single one of the blessings that you've given me. So this story, this history lesson for the Ummah of Rasulullah is to teach us to be thankful, to be patient, to do shukr, to turn to Allah upon your calamity. Don't think that Allah has given you thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds today that the same Allah cannot take it away. Before it's too late to shukr, you could be the best of people. You could be living your life according to the Quran and Sunnah, just as Ayyub والسلام, a sinless Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had been so devoted to Allah, but Allah still tested him for 18 years with his wife, with his children, with his health, with his wealth, with his community, with his reputation, everything. He was tested. And you see that Ayyub story also tells us another thing. That do not think for a second that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests those people who Allah is angry with. This is completely incorrect. Take every single calamity as elevation. Take every single calamity as this is a way for you to get close to Allah. Because if this was not a way to get close to Allah, then Ibrahim would not have been told to try to cut his son's throat. He would not have been chucked in fire. The Prophet would not have been chucked stones at. He would not have been you know, taken, away, taken away his wealth. We know the famous story that Hazrat Abu Bakr and Umar come and they're saying to each other that we're so hungry today that we have a stone attached to our stomach because he used to do this to put some weight upon their flesh. And the Prophet comes in and he says, what are you talking about? And he goes, we were just discussing the fact that me and Umar have one stone. And the Prophet raises his garment and he had two stones attached to his waist, which shows you that if, if being close to Allah was, was a condition of being successful, then every single prophet, a prophets would have walked on the face of this earth like kings, like the sultans that we see. But rather, they were rich by heart. They were rich with akhlaq. They were rich with etiquettes. They were rich with the community. They were rich, they had pure hearts. And this is the message that they left behind for the ummah. That be together, be one, look after each other, speak to each other, look out for each other. Don't cuss each other. Don't, don't, you know, um, tarnish each other. We live in a society that unto people do not feel satisfied that we have some kind of share in something. They will go to any extent that they can possibly think of to tarnish one's reputation. But wallahi, by the, by the teachings of our teachers, by the teachings of Allah through his prophets and the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you will not find anything, you will always find the first thing to do 
upon responding to a calamity is to act with patience and do shukr to Allah for that calamity. Say that Allah, you have granted me this calamity and today I do shukr for this calamity, but Allah grant me the strength and the patience. Don't complain to Allah. Allah loves you. Allah says in the Quran over and over again, what am I going to get by punishing you? What am I going to receive by making you go into Jahannam? Allah saying this. Allah saying that I am here, come to me. So if Allah saying all this, why would Allah give you problems for no reason? We need to start to trust Allah. And the, the, the problem that we have is the reason that this belief that is weak within our hearts is because we've not understood the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've not understood what does destiny actually mean in Islam. Rather, we just know the word kismat. Kismat mitha, and that's it. You just leave it there. Qadarullah comes in anything. It means everything you do, you speak, you talk, you think, whatever you do was only done because Allah allowed you to do it. And Allah wants His servants to be in the seventh heaven with the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. He wants to be, why did Allah make Hawdi Kawthar? Why did He make it? He made it for the believers. Why is He going to punish the believers? It doesn't make sense. Allah punishes the believers to take them into paradise. Never ever think that the Muslims are dying in Palestine, in Syria, in Kashmir or wherever it may be, that they're just going to waste. Allah has elevated them. I don't know if you know this, that when a person gets killed in a battlefield, think of all the Muslims that have been massacred in Kashmir. Think about all the women that have been raped in Syria. Think about all the men that have been, the dignity has been take away, taken away in Palestine. Think about all these people. And you know when one of these individuals dies, it says that Shaheed, a person who dies with, with, as a Shaheed, you do not give that person ghusl. You leave him as he is, because his ghusl gets done up above. And then the angel of death is not the one who comes to take him. It's the Hurul Ain from the seventh heaven that descend to feed that Shaheed Sharbat to feed him a drink, that after feeding him, making him drink that drink, they get taken straight to paradise. Allah has elevation in every calamity. The quicker we believe this, the stronger our connection will become with Allah. No one will be able to shake your iman. No one will be able to shake it. No one will be able to put you in doubt because you will know that my akhirah lies with Allah. I'm going to go to sleep one day and never wake up in this dunya. But when I wake up, I will be with my Allah and this only will happen is when our belief is correct and the nizam and the running and the and the soul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how do we achieve this read the holy Quran sit with your ulama read the ahadith now don't start picking up Bukhari and start reading it yourself sit with an alim and read it sit with the Quran tafsir sit with a scholar and read it there's so many, you know, Hazrat Yusuf Mutala Rahmatullah, there's so many, so much material behind in English and Urdu on the seerah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You'll find so many scholars that have left such beautiful material for a person to read and become the friend of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. We just need to have that love. We just need to identify that we love Allah. That's it. It's as simple as that. The minute we identify this, will become close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know, it's, 
we'll just conclude here. As I was saying that, when I was sitting with Mufti the other day, you know, he spent three hours explaining to me through the evidences of the Quran, of the fact that elevation is linked to the fact that you will have a calamity and after calamity will come elevation. He goes, never will it be the case that after a musibah will be problem, after musibah will be jahannam. It will be musibah, test, and then paradise, if you pass the test. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to walk in the footsteps of Ayyub alayhi salatu salam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us, give us the ability to walk in the footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam. Just be thankful to Allah that Allah granted us a Nabi who He loves the most and He granted us to, He granted him to us as a guidance for this ummah and through him we will enter paradise and through him we will get close to Allah and through his through his barakah we will understand the true deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jazakumullah khair assalamu alaykum